Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. I am your host, Katrina Jameson. I'm the founder of Legend Leaders, where we arm business leaders with the strategies they need to master the one rule and live life on their terms, a legend life. All right, innovative leader, you're out there kicking some butt. I'm very proud of you. I'm getting feedback that you're taking all of these pieces of information and you're applying them. Congratulations. I'm super proud of you. I am super, super proud of you. What have you done thus far? Let's do a quick recap. And if you've missed any of the previous episodes, you got to grab them. Okay, you got to go listen to them. Everything builds on itself, right? That's how we do things here month to month to month. Everything inside of a month. We put it all together. It's a mini series and typically the content builds on each other. So if you've missed something, go back and check it out. What have you done thus far? You have aligned yourself to the fact that you truly are an innovative leader. You've come to understand why innovation is critical, not only for your career security, but why a company or an organization needs you to be innovative. You've started working on step number one of being an innovative leader, which is what we're calling do it better. And your homework last week was figuring out areas that you want to improve in your business. The areas that you own, right? The piece that you're responsible for. Now we're going to dive into step number two. Once you've figured out and defined with full clarity what you're responsible for, the purpose of you and your team and why you exist in the organization, and you've identified areas that need improvement or you simply want to raise the bar in, Now it's time to take and apply step number two to those areas. And step number two is what I call check and reassess, right? Once you've identified those areas, you're getting to work. And remember, I said a little bit of it last week. You do what you've already thought about doing. As soon as you identify areas in your portion of the business that need a little bit of improvement, inherently your brain starts to fire. We are already coming up with some ideas and some solutions and things that we think we want to try. Let your brain innovate. It's awesome. Once you've unlocked the ability to do it because you've stepped into that identity, your brain's going to come up with some really cool things. Don't be surprised by that. That's just a part of who you are as an innovative leader now. So you're going to let your brain innovate, and you're going to try those ideas. Now, inherently, you're going to have some of these things that may not work or You may have one portion of the business where you're like, hmm, I I don't know. I'm I'm coming up a little short. I'm not sure what we need to do here. Well, there are a couple of avenues that you can try, right? Including looking out around you, looking at competitors, stealing shamelessly, just like we talked about. But there's something else I want you to try. And this applies whether you have an amazing idea and you're trying that or you're not really certain and you don't really have a great idea. You're not sure what you want to try in order to improve and innovate around, right? Innovation, make something better. You're not sure how to make this piece of the business better. You don't, you don't feel very confident about it. So my challenge to you is experiment. Experiment. Always be experimenting. You must be a scientist in your business. Now, I know some of you are like, I never wanted to be a scientist, Katrina. Don't make me be a scientist. This is fun, okay? Being a scientist is fun, I promise. You don't have to wear a lab coat. 
right? Or have a, a pocket protector. You don't have to do any of that. You just have to enjoy experimenting. Now, how do you experiment? You take little ideas, three to five small. I'm talking, they can be big ideas, but you test them on a very small scale. You give the idea to one person on your team of, let's say you have eight or more people on your team. You give that one idea to one person and you have them try out that experiment for a small window of time on a small subset of the business, right? We, te we test, we experiment in a way that doesn't generate risk for the business. We can't create risk. We're not doing that. That's not the point. What we're trying to do is feel comfortable trying new things. And the reason why the majority of us don't innovate and don't experiment is because we're afraid we're going to fail. Remember, we're looking for career security here. That's what we're always looking for above and beyond anything else at this point in our careers. We've worked too hard to give up and sacrifice our career, so we've got to maintain security. So how do we get it? We innovate. Well, how do we innovate and not create risk? We do small experiments, three to five of them at a given time. Don't do more than five. Your team can't handle more than five, okay? But three to five small little experiments, very, very minimal risk. We've got to take a little bit of risk because if it was zero risk, it's probably not going to improve anything. So there's going to be a little bit of risk, but it's going to be so minor that you're going to be able to accept it, okay? And remember, if there's not any risk, then there's not going to be any reward. So we've got to try things with a little bit of risk. Even the ideas that you came up with immediately, right out of the gate, as soon as your brain was firing when you looked at those problems, those solutions have some risk. Realize that, okay? So here's the deal. When you're checking and reassessing, what you're doing is you're doing, putting into action the things that you immediately thought of that you feel certain are going to work. At the same time, you're coming up with three to five small experiments, little ideas that may work, but you just don't know. Okay? You're going to take these small experiments, these little tiny risky experiments, but you're going to do them on such a small scale that the risk is going to be minor. And what you're going to do is you're going to put them out there. And what, what you're going to do before you get started is this. You're going to create a framework for your test. Who owns what? How many team members do you have? Is there going to be a team member that always runs the experiments for this metric, for this portion of the business? Maybe. Or are you going to rotate? How are you going to allocate experiments? Are you going to do it based on their talents and gifts? Maybe. Maybe not. There's no wrong way to allocate experiments, but the point is this, you must have a way because if you don't, you're never going to allocate them because you're going to spend so much time trying to decide how to allocate them, how to allocate them. Let me say that again. I'm getting excited and speaking really quickly. You're going to spend so much time trying to figure out how to allocate them that you won't actually give them out. You won't divvy them out and, and allow the experiments to run. So your homework is this, okay? I'm going to give you some homework. Step number one, understand step two, check and reassess. What are you checking? You're checking on the ideas that you knew were going to work, and you're going to assess and assess and assess and reassess what's working. At the same time, you're going to put some experiments out there, and you're going to check on them, and you're going to reassess and understand. Was this little experiment worth anything? Did it generate some results? Oh, maybe I should try this on a broader scale. 
Okay, good. Experiment number two is working really well. I'm going to pull this out from just one team member. And I'm going to try it with three team members now. That's what experiments allow you to do. So you're going to go execute on the ideas that you feel very confident in. You're going to come up with three to five experimental ideas. You're going to create a framework for how you're going to run experiments within your team. Okay? It's the same framework. If you're a scientist and you're trying an experiment, you have to have some controls, some consistency, the things that you always do that, that don't change. And so create your controls. How are you going to run experiments consistently? And then you're going to go ahead and start trying some of this stuff. Imagine this. Imagine what your business will look like at the end of the year if you did three to five small tests, small experiments as a way of raising the bar or trying to do things a little bit better, and you did three to five of them every two weeks. Imagine what you would have learned. There will be some of those experiments that work exceptionally well, and you will have massed them out across your entire team and your portion of the business. It's going to be amazing. You're also going to have some experiments that fail epically that you will never try again. But you're going to have a list and a document. You're going to have somewhere that you store the experiments that you tried so that you can look back and say, no, 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 no. We're never going to go down this path. It didn't work. Right? Unless the market changes or the team changes or something changes within us or how we do business, we can't go down this pathway. It doesn't work. Here are the list of experiments that do work. Imagine the knowledge that you're going to have. Imagine the value that you're going to have to the organization because you have even more clarity on what works and what doesn't, and therefore the company has even more clarity on what works and what doesn't work. That's what step number two gives you. The ability to go and apply the things that you know are going to work with pretty solid certainty, but at the same time gives you the freedom to experiment and create additional certainty or stop trying things that don't work, but that you would have never known didn't work if you didn't just try it, right? You got to try it. We have to experiment in our business. That's part of being innovative. Think of any innovative leader. They're always experimenting, and that's why you must have three to five small experiments happening at the same time. So that's what I'm going to leave you with, okay? That's your homework, is to go put into play the ideas you know that are going to work, and then come up with your three to five experiments. Next week, we're going to tackle step number three, and then you're going to walk away feeling confident that you truly are an innovative leader and you know how to be an innovative leader. As always, go and be a legendary.